Eagle looking great. Here we go. All right, welcome everyone to the first episode of the new year for the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Pew, I'm pew, Anthony. Pew, pew. And my name is Christopher. Hi, Christopher. <laughs> How's it going, bud? I'm fine. Excellent. Excellent. How are you? I'm doing okay. Just uh, enjoying the, well, I, the inconsistent weather. That's what I'm enjoying right now. I've, uh, very inconsistent. I had a pretty okay day at work. I, uh, I got pull the curtain back a little bit here. I've been working on this massive software project for a client. When I say massive, uh, I've been dealing, well, I haven't been dealing with it. The customer has been dealing with it for almost five years, but we started reporting a particular issue to the vendor back in February of 2020, because I was the one who did it. And then as it turns out, we found out yesterday night at 7 p.m., so almost two years, so what, uh, uh, 23 months? The reason why their software is running really slow is because they have over 50,000 open work orders slash purchase orders that are set to active, and it's killing this thing. (laughs) So, yeah, pretty excited that it might get fixed. So how about you? How's your day? Fantastic. I worked. Yeah. Doesn't sound fantastic. Yep. No, it is. It pays the bills. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You uh, you try anything new lately, Chris? Um, I went to a new restaurant the other day uh, in town. I uh, Let's see what else I did. Um, what restaurant? Can we say the name? We live, we live in the same town. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it going to uh, narrow it down for everyone? Well, I just, I just want to dox this. Uh, Cafe Alesco? Mm, yeah not heard of it it's next to bodacious on sherwood anyways i love bodacious it was okay it wasn't great it was uh mexican yeah. it was mexican food i guess um but no it was okay how about you man have you done anything <laughs> food, new? I, food i guess <laughs> you're not even sure if, you said it was okay but then you're not even sure if it was food or not right that's how okay it was, it was, it was hey. how about you have you done anything new yeah i um i set up a live stream mm. yeah so normally we record these podcast episodes and i can see your face Mm -hmm. and you can see my face but now anyone who wants to can see both of our faces (laughs) and it's it's crazy because you've been talking up your beard Uh for months now on the podcast like all of 2021 it was yeah my beard look how how thick it is look how full it is it's nice and red and a little a little gray and uh you get on the mic you get on the uh, camera today beard is gone it's gone yeah, no beard. Yeah, I guess that's my thing that I tried new. Is I figured I would start out the new year with a naked chin. No, I uh, I had a bad reaction to a, a a skin treatment, and so I had to shave. It's really fun. Oh yeah, you've talked about that before. It was it you just try a new product or yes or what? Yes, so, like, um, oh, retinol. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but oh yeah, that that's what we that's the product we want to name is the one you're gonna pat <laughs> mouth. No, no, there's nothing wrong. With the products. It's just my skin didn't really like it. So, But you know what else we did that was new? What did we do that was new? We tried a new streaming service, Apple TV, which was actually quite an adventure for me. Oh, yeah. I couldn't, um, I couldn't use your login information because I don't have an iPhone or an iPad or whatever. Mm. So I actually had to start the free trial. So whatever we're going to watch and record for this, <laughs> we need to do it in the next seven days because I'm not paying again. So. so for the month of, this will come out in February. Of course, we're live streaming this. It'll be recorded, but it'll come out to your, their podcast streaming services in February. The theme is Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We decided to pick a streaming service that we've never reviewed anything on or reviewed at all. 
and pick out a bunch of science fiction originals from it and kind of not just say whether or not those shows are worth the price of subscription, or what, but whether or not the whole service is worth the price of subscription. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a new, I got some work equipment, an iPad assigned to me at work that came with three free months of Apple TV. So that was the the obvious choice for for the service. It is only four ninety nine, which I it's pretty cheap. And the only ads I saw were ads the pre roll for whatever other show the no interrupt or no no ads interrupt or anything like that yeah what do you a mid roll yeah post roll I don't know yeah I don't know. commercials oh, wow. <laughs> commercials yeah <laughs> so uh, very different but uh, yeah so that's what we'll be doing for February March might be a different streaming service it might have a completely different theme trying to challenge ourselves this year with some. Some different constraints. New year. So we might stray away from the straight to stream. We might st- hit right back into it. We'll see. Who knows? We're streaming. We might do a book. We might play a game. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we might read. <laughs> Speaking of reading, why don't you uh, break me off a piece of that, I guess, uh, intro and uh, into what we actually watched? That didn't work out as well as I thought it was going to work. So. No, it didn't. It sounded horrible. <laughs> and we're live, so there's no retakes, buddy. <laughs> so we watched Foundation. Foundation. For anyone who is new to the show, and it's your first time listening slash watching, when we review television, we only watch, or typically only watch the pilot episode, which is what we did today. So we watched the pilot, uh, which was over an hour long, so I'm glad we didn't commit to watching everything. <laughs> and we'll be reviewing and deciding whether or not the show is worth continuing to watch. Was this a good pilot? Yeah. So to explain what Foundation is, let's start with a blurb. I'm on uh, IMDb. Okay. And the blurb is, A complex saga of humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy, all living under the rule of the Galactic <laughs> Empire. I feel like... There's some, there's some issues with this. <laughs> I I don't know what it is. I'm not sure what it's trying to say. Is it, this foundation is a complex saga about humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy who are all living under the rule of the capital G capital E Galactic Empire. <laughs> do you have the Apple TV blurb? Uh, no, I don't. But I do have the Google description. Give me the Google description. A complex saga of humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy, all living under the rule of the Galactic Empire. Dr. Harry Seldon and his loyal followers attempt to preserve their culture as the galaxy collapses around them. Okay, so the blurb for the pilot episode. (laughs) And I'm going to mispronounce some of these names. I apologize. Gail Dornick leaves her life at Synax behind when the galaxy's greatest mathematician, Harry Seldon, invites her to Trantor. Which, not a lot of context, but Trantor is a planet. Synax is a planet. A very, It's presented as a very backwards planet. Um, Harry is not spelled the way you normally would spell Harry, but, you know, it's sci-fi. It's the far, far future. Yeah, it's the far, far future. We use names like Harry. <laughs> and Gale. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's so far in the future that the Galactic Empire is not ruled by one white man, <laughs> but three white men at various stages or the same. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Foundation is sitting at 7.4 out of 10 stars on IMDb with over 44,000 ratings. The pilot episode sitting at 8.2 
Okay. Um, out of ten, with just over just about four and a half thousand ratings. Uh, median score of nine for the pilot. I'm gonna guess eight for the overall show, and I'm right. Mm-hmm. IMDb is becoming predictable. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, seventy percent average tomato meter, so fresh. Fifty-seven percent audience score. Ooh, okay. Average. Meta score is 62 based on 25 critical reviews and a user score of 4.6 based on 187 ratings. So I don't even want to say critical darling, but probably much more well-received by the critics as opposed to the the fans. I'd be interested to see if we look, going back to looping back around to IMDb, just looking at all of the episodes... Oh, and eighty-one percent of Google users like this show. Oh yeah, eighty-one percent of everyone in the on the earth because everyone's a Google <laughs> user. This first episode, The Emperor's Peace, eight point two. Uh, episode two, seven point two. Then we drop to six point seven, and then seven two, seven one, six eight, seven four, seven nine, seven eight, seven nine. So it looks like it, it maybe it loses its feet a little bit for a few episodes and then kind of finishes hopefully strong i think that's we'll see typical of most new shows right where you had it starts out real strong because everyone's super interested and then as the season or the series progresses either less people watch the show or less people that liked it feel the need to review it again no yeah that makes sense that makes sense well why don't why don't you tell us what you thought about it (laughs) well you shared with us the facts and i appreciate that And I'm, in fact, share with you the very first sentence on Wikipedia. Foundation is an American science fiction streaming television series created by David S. Goyer and Josh Friedman for Apple TV Plus, based on the Foundation series of stories by Isaac Asimov. Didn't realize this was a Asimov joint. Pretty cool. A little quick run on the Foundation series. A science fiction book series written by American author Isaac Asimov, first published as a series of short stories. There's 30 years, published all the way up to 1993, which is shortly after uh, he uh, passed away. Wow. Something that he must have worked, something that he worked on the entire time, which is pretty cool. In terms of my initial thoughts and opinions, I got to say I was really impressed with a sh- like a brand new show on a brand new streaming series. Now, you know, I shouldn't really be surprised. But it did premiere in September of 2021. So when I say new, like this thing is almost hot off the presses. There's 10 episodes. Apparently in October of 2021, the series was renewed for another season. So pretty cool. Successful, I should say. Good. I'm interested in watching another episode. I got a lot of vibes from this. And in fact, I'm going to vibe check you on this one. I don't even know if I'm using that phrase in the correct context, but... I don't think you are. The very first thing that I got from it was this big object that they had. Definitely reminded me a little bit of the of the, the movie Arrival, kind of dead space with the with the obelisk. I think I think it's called the obelisk or the object or whatever they call it. Not so much uh, 2001 Space Odyssey kind of object with the little black obelisk or whatever, but mm. definitely the way that the the world's mixed. So. We don't start off on this world, but the world that we are on with, um, what's her name? Gail or Gal. I don't know. I watched it. I don't even remember how to say it. I think it's it's Gail. It's spelled G-A-A-L. Yeah. But it's definitely Gail. She lives on a, what appears to be a water planet. There's a bunch of houses that are like, you know, kind of poking out of the water. 
kind of a floating village like situation. And it really reminded me, I, I, I lent you this series a long time ago. Do you remember the Space Wolf books for 40K? Where yes. Ragnar yeah. Blackmane starts out as pretty much a Viking on a Bronze yeah. Age planet. And then he gets selected and then he goes off world. But I think the difference is, is that these people already know that there's a wider world or wider universe. Right. Yeah. They're living in squander on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, d- I definitely felt that, which does tie in a little bit to Dune. Because, you know, 40K is definitely based on Dune. I got big Dune vibes, if we're going to use that word. And how how is that ship not a Mass Effect relay? It looked exactly like a Mass Effect relay. Very, very close, yeah. <laughs> like, because they, they showed it and it was kind of, it was vertical on it, well, I guess on its vertical axis. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And then it went flat and then kind of fo- like faced forwards a little bit. And I was like, oh no. And it started spinning and... Mass Effect Relay, so someone owes well, Bioware I mean, chunk of change. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. No, I I like well, do it. You, do you think that? I mean, you're comparing it to all these other things, but it is Isaac Asimov, right? So how much of this? I mean, I I guess since it, the visual language of the show is definitely taking inspiration from other science fiction, mm-hmm. that I imagine in turn took its inspiration from the works of Asimov. Oh, yeah. Well, including foundation. We should also tell people that we do absolutely no research on anything that we Oh, watch. I thought that was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> when we started the stream with, with are we are we live? Is this on? <laughs> um, I don't know. But I didn't know it was an Asimov. <laughs> I didn't know it was a series based off a book. So I didn't until I think I knew after we'd already committed to watch it. I think I mentioned it mm. to somebody and they said, oh, I'm reading those books. Mm. Okay. So I I knew, but not to the extent. I mean, all the actors were good. I mean, they grabbed a bunch of really good actors <laughs> to be in this thing. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> knocking out of the park. Yeah, as far as the casting goes. But how about you? I liked it a lot. I loved this. Actually, this might be my favorite new sci-fi we've seen in the past Ooh. couple of years. Okay. I mean, if you don't include lower decks. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it is what it is. No, I I loved it. I mean, the you mentioned the acting and the and we do have a, a Star Trek alum in the first episode. I doubt he'll show up in any of the other episodes, but that was cool to see. Who's that? Yeah. Um. What's his name? Because he changed it. Bashir. Yeah, Alexander Siddig. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, he's in just the one episode as advocate. I guess Silas is that how I'm going to pronounce that. Oh, yes. The far futuristic name, Silas. Silas, yes. (laughs) We are at least 12,000 years in the future, so why not? Why not? Yeah, Alexander Siddig, because he was Siddig... I forget. He changed changed his name at some point in the middle of Deep Space Nine. Anyways, uh, no, I loved it. Uh, The cinematography, the way, the the scale of everything and how they were able to to show that scale. You, You said the ship looked like a Mass Effect relay, which is fair but just the the way they showed the technology the way they showed the jump process th- through the eyes of gail who had never done it mm-hmm. uh how she had to you know they have to go into i don't know it's kind of a cryo sleep type situation it's not freezing them but it's putting them in some sort of suspended animation or deep sleep uh the weird i guess i don't know, mutated humans 
I guess. I don't think they were aliens uh, that were able to to actually go through the jump and, and run everything. Like that that whole sequence, her getting introduced to this new world full of new things. Uh, we're learning about her culture because people ask her, you know, directly. Oh, I notice your you know your prayer stone, not stones. They said prayer stones. Was it stones? Prayer stones have been removed, and you see the scars on her face. Like all these little things. They did a really really good job of showing and not telling. That I think a lot of science fiction just doesn't do well. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's always been that way where somebody is telling a story and they want to tell you everything. They just want to, they want to give you the information, whether it's uh, some big, big sci-fi, you know, it's Star Trek or whatever, or it's something small like, uh, oh, well, like the the short story or short film we watched, uh, Nano, um, whether it's something that scale or, or bigger they want to they want to give you all this information they want to tell you all this all these things i mean you mentioned mass effect earlier and video games in general are usually exempt from this but all of them have at least most of them um the more more in-depth ones they have collectibles they have like a little codex or an encyclopedia somewhere in them where if you want you can go and you can read tons of exposition and explanations about the world and blah 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 because it's all there but they don't put it in your face which is not something you can really do with a movie or a television show you can't have oh well you can pause at any moment and just go over here and watch this different thing right (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't work uh but so this show i think hit its stride really really well with that hopefully it keeps it i hope that it doesn't I mean, you know, I'm thinking about those lower rated episodes that are around the corner because I spoilers for the end of the uh, episode. I am going to watch more of this 100 mm. percent. OK, I'm hoping that they don't squander that. They don't just start telling me things or explaining things to my face. Like, yeah, instead of finding some sort of interesting way of telling of showing them to me. I don't I mean, I, I guess. Do you want to talk about the actors a little bit more in depth? Yeah. If if I remember correctly, it's been literally six hours since I watched this episode. It doesn't start with Harry or Gail, right? No. It starts with a, a group of kids running around on a planet we later find out is Terminus, I think. Yeah. And then there's someone called Salvor, played by Leah Harvey. Kind of cool. I think that's just Lee, but... Oh, yeah, I guess Lee. Well, you never know. You never know. Pretty cool. But I, I liked, for the most part, all the actors I thought did a really cool job. Jared Harris... You know, he's, uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever looked at this guy's filmography or his IMDb page, but it's really stellar. He's Richard Harris's kid, which um, the original Dumbledore, amongst a great many other Mm -hmm. things, Richard Harris. He has 95 credits. Yeah. Jared Harris does. Yeah. I mean, he went to Duke. Ridiculous. Central School of Speech and Drama um, in England. So, I mean, he's classically trained, all the good stuff. Oh, here's a standout. Uh, role for him 1995 uh, in tall tale he played head thug pug <laughs> is tail yes. spelled with an i in that no <laughs> zero out of ten <laughs> zero out of lee 10. pace so we talked about it a little bit this galactic empire definitely shades of dune 40k oh, yeah. kind of you know spanning the galaxy kind of thing I, I guess for some reason they decided that they had to clone this guy named cleon the first and he is the middle-aged version of it. And then there's another guy named uh, Brother Dusk, played by Terrence Mann. And then Cassian Bilton plays Brother Dawn. Uh, and to reflect the the various stages of the sun, young, you know, high noon, middle, 
and then um, Dusk in terms of old age. I really liked Lee Pace. I don't really remember this guy in anything I've ever seen that I can think of. I mean, he went to Juilliard. (laughs) So he's pretty good, I guess. Oh, it's time. Uh He was in Twilight. (laughs) Oh, there it is. He's in The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, so I have seen Marvel. Yeah, you've seen him. You just didn't remember him. Yeah, he he's Ronan. I don't know if he's going to be the villain or not. Like I see on IMDb that he's in nine out of ten episodes, so I assume he's the antagonist at the very least um, moving forward, or at least the major player. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's got such a presence. I mean, his character should right. He's the emperor of a galaxy spanning empire that's been around for 12,000 years his predecessor was the previous clone <laughs> and his successor is the next clone i don't know if you caught it while you're watching it he doesn't have a belly button oh no i didn't yeah when he's he's shirtless like watching the uh, the space elevator or whatever they call it collapse he doesn't have a belly button i thought that was very kyle xy of them i just wanted to get a kyle xy reference in before we get shut down <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Uh, no, he's he's fantastic, and I I liked I don't know I loved the interactions between the three emperors, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that that they didn't bicker amongst one another; they were all of one mind, which makes sense, right? They were the younger one would they would kind of guide him to conclusions. The older one didn't say much, Brother Dusk or or what have you, didn't say much. But when he did, they they listened. Yeah, because he's. He's the seasoned, experienced emperor. I assume what happens is that as they age, they take over the other person's role, right? Right, so yeah. That's I the assume, assuming implication. Like, yeah, yeah. so uh, Brother Day, played by Lee Pace, eventually will become Brother Dusk, and Brother Dawn right. eventually will become Brother Day, and then someone, a new clone will be Brother Dawn, which is kind of cool because it allows you to teach the previous generation, I guess. But as to Harry's point, there, you never learn anything new. You're just like, you know what I mean? You just, you're learning the same just things the same from the thing same over people, and over. so you just stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. So You become, the, the, the strong points of your personality become stronger and stronger and stronger, and then any sort of balance to that is lost. Right. It's an interesting, I don't know, it's an interesting way of doing a, a leader, like a lineage. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, I don't know, I think it's, it's pretty clever. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I thought it was really interesting in university and just from a yeah. lore building pretty interesting hmm. so our our lead gail dornick is played dornick. by lou lobel sorry if i'm mispronouncing that last name she has been in three things <laughs> and yeah and in an episode of the daily show so yeah. and we were gonna <laughs> and we were gonna watch uh the voyagers i think at some point were we okay i, I think it was on the list and we didn't do it uh, okay well all three of the things she's in came out in 2021 so she is brand new brand new to the scene london based actress yeah there's nothing nothing much to say she gives a great performance like yeah if you showed me her uh, her filmography and said oh she has 50 credits i mean like yeah that makes sense <laughs> you know sure like i did you get the impression from watching this episode that she had only ever like when she filmed that pilot well, when things are filmed it might be out of order but sure as far as the credits go she had one credit before this pilot episode did you get that impression in the slightest no i mean i didn't think i mean i don't think i would have been like oh 50 yeah but <laughs> well yeah no but i get what you're saying like you know yeah, yeah. five or six 
I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. yeah. Born in Zimbabwe. Kind of cool. Oh, that's nifty. Cool. Trivia. Father is a spear fisherman. Well, hell, hell yeah. Well, that's the first time her dad could beat up my dad for sure. <laughs> Unless your dad is a fisherman of spears. He's not. He's a watcher of Fox News. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he'll never see this. It's all good. You know, uh, <laughs> we're. Wow. Wow. We're in the weeds. We're in the weeds. So. <clears throat> This, I, as far as I'm aware, this is not the first Asimov thing that we've done, right? Like true Asimov, like not just like something that someone watched or something that someone made in honor of him. I'm trying to think of. No, like, I'm pretty sure this is the first Asimov. We did not review iRobot like I said we should. <laughs> Shut up. When I said we should become a Will Smith focused that's, that's not a podcast. Sci-fi, it's not a sci-fi movie. That just happens. What, to have iRobot? Will, it just happens to have Will Smith in it. Uh, iRobot. It's about. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's not sci-fi? Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess it is the first. I'm looking. You're looking at the list, the master list that exists. Yeah, well, I, I guess maybe, I think that, what was the George Clooney movie? Not mid, was it Midnight mm. Sky? Is that the movie? Yeah, Midnight movie? Sky. I remember like, because I think that was when we, when I was doing the research in the middle of the podcast, as I was like, as we were talking about it, I went to one of his books. So maybe I thought that's what it was. Because we were just we were talking about just uh, in 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 general stories in which humanity le- has to leave Earth because of X Y Z. No, sure. And, and I think I just happened to glance over one of his books and thought it was one of his. So yeah, this is the first Asimov. That's kind of cool. So we're hitting the 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 old masters, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, we did Dune recently because we kind of had to, and now Asimov. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's next? Who's next? Jules Verne. Jules Verne. We could just do the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and hit a whole bunch of people all at once. I we could do, do like a, a Masters of the old Masters of Science Fiction, and then just review that movie in four parts. Yeah, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. I mean, there has to be a yeah. new. There has to be a new version of those. The uh, oh a, yeah, one hundred percent movie or a, a show based on one of those things recently. So oh, for sure. Yeah, adaptations. Two thousand and eight, the last one. Ooh, by the asylum. Never mind. No, we out. We're out on that. No asylum movies. (laughs) So I'm I'm, I'm bring us back around um, to the found. You know, to I keep wanting to call it the foundation, but it's just foundation. Foundation. Well, foundation chronicles. Foundation chronicles the thousand year saga of the foundation. (laughs) So it's probably where you're getting it from. Yes, that's where I'm getting confused. Not just confusing myself. Worth the price of subscription? I mean, four ninety nine for five dollars. <laughs> you can see ten episodes of a well produced, well shot, well acted science fiction epic. And this is the things yeah. that we've complained about. Like literally, Dune was six hours, right? And so we talked about how they yeah. could have broken it up into an entire show, like a, a five or six episode series. And that's what yeah. they're doing: forty five yep. to sixty nine minutes long. Yeah, I like that Dune gets longer and longer every time we talk about it. <laughs> well, I can I can bind the eight the nineteen eighty four version and the two thousand and twenty one. They're all one long. Yeah, it's all one movie. Uh, so this thing was created by David Goyer and Josh Friedman. I don't know how much you know about these gentlemen. The only thing I know about Josh Friedman is on his Wikipedia. Friedman departed from the program Snowpiercer in 2018 due to creative differences with the network, and he was replaced by Graham Manson. Friedman later claimed that he felt pressured to leave by 
TNT due to a radical difference in vision with the implicit threat of blacklisting should he not comply with quitting. Wow. That's not nice. Okay. And then yeah. uh, he has done War of the Worlds, Black Dahlia, Terminator Dark Fate, The Finder, Crossbones, Snowpiercer, Terminator, Sarah Chronicles, uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. And then David Goyer has written a bunch of screenplays for superhero films. The Blade Trilogy, the 1998 Nick Fury Hasselhoff joint, which I forgot existed until just now. Uh, nice. He wrote, apparently, all the screenplays for the Dark Knight Trilogy. Oh. Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice. He, he's also the guy responsible for directing Blade Trinity. The best Blade. Shut up. Uh, and he's also co-written a bunch of video games called Duty Black Ops, Black Ops 2, stuff like that. So this wow. guy is, yeah. oh, he also did Jumper. It was, he did the Sandman TV series that's in post-production right now. So, yeah. This yeah he hits a... hard into the, the, the sci-fi slash nerd culture stuff for pretty, sure. Pretty cool. So, yeah, good hands, I guess, which would say the show is in. Yeah. I would that's assume some pedigree you, right there. You also believe the show is worth the price of subscription, right? I, I Yes, it is worth the price of subscription. $5, there's... I mean, even if it was just this show, I think that the a ten episode season of this is worth five bucks. Yeah, and if you really just want to binge it over a weekend, they do the seven day free trial. <laughs> Maybe you watch ten episodes in seven days. I know you can because you've all done it. You know, over the Christmas break, I lamented the loss of uh, a, a former American institution, Hastings, um, with my American institution. I mean, I really do miss it. Hastings. I really do. Um, sure, that's, that's not the point, but. For $5, you could watch 10 episodes of a really good show, right? You couldn't walk into Hastings and buy 10 episodes for $5. You would would buy each individual episode of the show for 5 bucks, probably. Do we want to lament Blockbuster next? No, I'm glad. Because you could probably rent 10 episodes (laughs) for $5. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to insult Blockbuster right now. Were you a Hollywood video man? No, I went. To, I, I just admitted I went to Hastings. <laughs> I was just Hastings. Did Hastings yeah. rent? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, if they, if I had known that, maybe they wouldn't have gone under. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. That's what it was. Uh, no, I was. Just, I, I we were just talking. To, I was talking to her because she used to work there, and I was like, "Yeah, I just miss being able to just go read a book and buy it." Yeah. And then. Oh yeah, I went to I went out of town to see Spider Man right in the IMAX and made a point to stop by the Barnes and Noble, mm. look at some books, some comics. Cool. cool. Are, are we still gonna do the idiot of the the thing? Oh yeah, are idiot we still of doing the pilot. That bit? Okay. Yeah, who's the idiot of the pilot? I mean, it's got to be the terrorists, right? I mean, anyone right? who blows themselves up, <laughs> killing anyone? innocent people, I guess. Yeah, I had a whole other train of thought, but now I am on board. Yes, the terrorists are the idiots of the, of the pilot. Look, I, I am on record. If you are directly responsible for your own death in a way that you could have avoided it, you're kind of an idiot. How did they get to the planet through all that security and no one detected explosives embedded in their bodies? I don't know, man. 12,000 years in the future. Yeah. <laughs> 12,000 years of the future. They forgot that yeah, could even just, happen. Oh, no one would bring bombs to the home planet. Who yeah. would do that? Who's foolish Who enough to blow up anything there? Well, okay. So I guess I have to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they also the are suicide bombers who may have the suicide bombers. A couple of hundred thousand people. So there was, uh, yeah, they killed a lot of people. It was so, a crazy number. 
Yeah, I will. I think when he's when Brother Dawn is or Brother Day is like screaming, he says that that the the space elevator wrapped around the planet, like when yeah. it was landing. So when like uh, fifty layers deep into their layered city. Yeah. So who was your who was your <laughs> who was your idiot? My idiot of the movie was obviously the terrorist. <laughs> Was it the kid? Was it the little kid who ran out there with the flag and then passed out unconscious as the original idiot? No, my original okay. idiot. <laughs> I can't. Oh, you win. Uh, my original idiot, before you pointed out the suicide bombings, was one Harry Seldon. Mm, okay. Who explained probably, I mean, he had his reasons. He's obviously kind of the puppet master right now, right? He's pulling all of the strings. But he figures out that the Empire is going to crumble and destroy itself from the inside out. It's rotten and blah, blah, blah. And he has this plan to where he can stop the Dark Ages from, bring the Dark Ages from 30,000 years down to 1,000 years and maybe add a few centuries to the life of the Empire. And he just goes public with it. And he starts like manipulating events. Like he doesn't like take it anywhere. He doesn't go do anything with that information. He doesn't like that's an email. Oh, let's just 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 go over this a whole bunch. Let me let me bring this to a committee. I, I mean, maybe he did, but it seems that he's just like, well, the only way to do this is to become a political pariah. He just starts posting on Twitter. Yeah, like, he just starts posting LOL, on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> the empire is gonna fall in a couple of years, guys. But if you follow me, <laughs> he's, on, he's on our conspiracy. Look what I found. Right. Because I think at least by the end of it, I, I think the M or maybe well before the even before the end of it, like when that agent is talking to Gail and is telling her to say that it is wrong and that they'll still try to fix it. They just don't want panic and and whatnot. I, I mean, it shows that they were receptive to some of the information, maybe not all of it, but at least some of it. And he could have went that way, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not enough. Maybe he, maybe he needs the civil war for some other reason. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he turns out to be an antagonist at some point. But it, just looking at the pilot, idiot. I mean, if you yeah. ignore the terrorists. <laughs> well, I mean, he he's definitely a disruptor. Yes, like definitely, like he. And so maybe there's like it, it might be in the books. You know, maybe there is some backstory where he's he's tried to do all these things, like possibly. Like he probably brought it to someone's attention because it, it, I don't know if you remember the scene where the guy who's painting the mural or cleaning it or whatever, mm. like homeboy uh, brother Day rolls up on him. He's like, yo, man, how long you been working for me? It's like, oh, 60 glorious years, Empire. And he's like, I was snooping around in your room and I saw this book. Why'd you have that book? And he's like, yo, man, I was just reading it. And then he, <laughs> that dude gets disintegrated, right? Word for word. Word for word, exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. Like, well, he I mean, does ask him how hard it is to get crimson out of the mural first. <laughs> he wants to make sure that he's not going to irreparably stain I didn't catch his it. walls. I didn't catch it until after he blew him up. I was like, oh, oh, oh no, you jerk. He even talks about it like later on. He's like, this was all part of my plan. Like, I knew they were going to do this. I knew that they would try to separate us. I knew that they would try to get you to say that I was lying. He knows full well what's happening because he he's a believer. He's a true believer in his own. Um, he's indoctrinated himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he's already fallen under Reaper indoctrination. So he's a true believer. So he's going to go to whatever lengths he can to complete his mission. Now, is I mean, is he responsible for the bombings? He says he he doesn't know what individuals are going to do. 
only large groups of people. Yeah. So he should have known that there was going to be a terrorist attack of some sort, but maybe he wouldn't know the particulars yeah, or fair. the scale to a certain extent. It's very fair. Well, I really don't have anything else. I don't know. If and at the end of the day, I just want to come out because there was a, there was a lot being said. Uh, I am pro blockbuster. <laughs> Chris can be pro I, whatever local I'm not, store. I'm not anti-blockbuster. I just preferred Hastings. No, we'll roll the tape back. Play what you said right here. Uh, Yeah, I I said I missed Hastings. And then you said, what about Blockbuster? (laughs) That's all all I said. Sure. That's all I said. Sure. Look, there's nothing wrong with Blockbuster. Look, all you need to know is Blockbuster is still around. Hastings is not. There you go. How about that? Fair enough. Fair enough. This was a lot of fun. I look forward to doing more of these live streams on top of our normal podcast releases. I know this is being recorded way early so we'll figure out how to work in all the the hastings jokes for the people who will know <laughs> in our small region what that is you can see our uh, twitter handle at the top at sci-fi wise guys follow us there for announcements send us your recommendations for new shows to watch movies to check out uh, streaming services we haven't heard of because there are a ton of them now you can also email us sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com We'll respond to, we've responded to everything. Um, We love getting fan suggestions, mostly because we don't have to argue about what to watch because you told us. (laughs) Is it arguing as much as it is? I just constantly barrage you with suggestions. Yeah. Eventually you pick one. (laughs) Eventually I pick one. Yes. That's exactly it. All right. Fair enough. Perfect. Well. I'm going to B-roll us out. Is that cool? Yeah. B-roll us out. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And just remember, uh, don't be a terrorist. Don't be a terrorist. Don't be a terrorist. Easy. Just don't Thanks. do it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. And watching, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. See you all tomorrow. I think the I think actually uh I watched a couple episodes of Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid like two or three episodes the most I've ever seen and his episode where Vegeta sacrifices himself to kill Frieza right and I was like this is really sure. good I might keep watching this show I like that I'm enjoying this and then it said next time on Dragon Ball Z and showed Frieza coming back I was like, mm. what, what are you doing to me? Why are you doing to me? So I think since then, I don't know how old I was when that happened. Preteen or young teenager, maybe, because I saw it after the fact. I just, I don't do it. Have you seen that thing where someone has cut, like, the first couple seasons of Dragon Ball Z? Like, he's cut out all the extraneous information or, like, all of oh, them like just Dragon Ball around going. Z Kai? Ah! Like, Cuts out all the extra well, episodes and stuff too? Or? Yeah, so it's just... Well, yeah, so it's just like... I mean, it's important plot stuff, but like there's none of them just standing around powering up or like explaining the same thing over and over again just to fill the time slot so we can get right. another episode. Right. I think week. it's Kai, right? I, I've been... I've thought about watching that. It's, I don't know. I could watch it and then I could... I don't know. I don't have a huge desire to, but since it's cut down, it might be the best way. I mean, I thought Dragon Ball Z was real cool when I was a kid, and then I got older, and I just, it's just one of those things that I outgrew. And I'm not saying that anyone who still watches Dragon Ball Z is childish, because a lot of adults enjoy that show, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
I just outgrew it. So, uh, yeah. I have no idea what goes on in the Dragon Ball Z world or Dragon Ball world. I didn't even know there was a show called Dragon Ball. I only knew Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah. 